Welcome to another episode of the Coal Region Campfire. We have District Attorney Michael Opake on with us today. Uh, very generous with his time uh, to sit down with me. And I think once you listen to the interview, you'll see that pretty cool guy. Uh, definitely a guy that uh, you want in your corner. And he's doing a lot of good things for the county in terms of, uh, you know, prosecuting and also, you know, doing what he can uh, with the opioid epidemic. And uh, but aside from that, um, you'll see that he's just like one of us and uh, just a really down to earth guy and really fun to talk to. And I'm sure if you see him out um, and you talk to him, you would be uh, have the same impression. But before we get to Mike. A quick message from our sponsor, Darren J. March, who is a certified financial planner with Raymond James. Darren is a Potsdam native and has been advising clients for more than 17 years in Northeastern PA. He specializes in retirement planning and offers an independent, unbiased approach to investing. Raymond James does not offer its own investment products. This allows Darren to be able to structure a plan to fit your needs, not the needs of the firm. So if you have a 401k or a retirement plan from a former job, or if your advisor just doesn't keep in touch, give him a call for a free no-obligation review, 570-640-8010, darren.march at raymondjames.com. Raymond James Financial Services, member FINRA, SIPC, Investment Advisory Services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. And now we continue with Mike. All right, so we are in the district attorney's office here uh, with uh, Mike Opake, who is newly elected uh, last year. Is no, it been just, just this January, Alfredo. This January, yes. okay. Yes. Uh, election last year, though, right? Election was last uh, November, November 2017. Took office January of 2018. Okay. Well, we're, we're glad to have you. I Thank mean, you. I'm glad, uh, glad to be here. Pleasure it, to be it here. Was, it was kind of an underdog story because uh, I don't know if many people realize this. There's more, uh, you know, you ran as a Democrat. Yes. Uh, but there's more Republicans on the roll uh, in the county. Far so, more Republicans. Right. So for you to kind of win, and you won pretty convincingly, yes. I think is a testament to you and, and your campaign and everything that you kind of promised. I think it's a combination of a lot of things, Alfredo. Um, what, just to, to set the record straight, I believe that the uh, registration advantage for the Republicans in Schuylkill County is somewhere close to 12,000. Uh, so there are 12,000 more registered Republicans than there are Democrats in mm -hmm. Schuylkill County. Um, and uh, that's you know looking at that that's a uh, it's a monumental task to overcome that just right off the bat uh, but I put together a, a really uh, a great campaign team uh, and I promised that team and I promised the people that I told I was going to run for office that I would work tirelessly uh, and make sure that I hit every part of the county because it's a big county mm -hmm, you know absolutely there were days that I was up in McAdoo uh, for a block party, and we left McAdoo, and we went to Higgins. And yeah. We went from one end of the county to the other. I remember the first time I met you at, at the Haven Island Fest. Yes. And, uh, the, yeah, you're, you're, you know, doing the campaign thing, and, yeah, and I, I, absolutely. it just looks exhausting. <laughs> it, was, I, it was exhausting, but I'll tell you, it was fun. Um, we, 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 uh, I, had a, I had a plan, and, and I kind of I st I stuck to that plan. Uh, I wanted to get to as many things as I can as often as I could. I, for instance, you talked about Schuylkill Haven. I didn't want to hit Schuylkill Haven just once. Mm -hmm. uh, we, our team was in Schuylkill Haven no less than four times at the, at the island uh, mm -hmm. for different events. Uh, we went door-to-door -door in Schuylkill Haven. 
Um, and we, we hit Schuylkill Haven hard. We hit Frackville hard. Uh, we hit north of the mountain, Mahanoy City, where I'm originally from. We hit that hard. We hit Shenandoah hard. Uh, you know, block parties up in that area are, are big. So we went there a lot. Uh, the other area I wanted to hit hard was the western part of the county, mm-hmm. which was the Higgins area. We made it a point where we went to breakfast almost every Sunday out in the Higgins area. Uh, now, they don't do it in the summer, but from... Uh, usually from September until uh, the following March, they they had they have right. breakfasts out there, and we hit those breakfasts hard, uh, and that's and that's what I wanted to do. I had a I had a plan. I was I was going to work tirelessly, and I did. Uh, but I owe, I owe a lot to my team too. They worked they worked hard. Oh, I'm sure they did. They did. Yeah, very 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 they worked very hard. Um, uh, and, and again, I think it's a testament just to the people that I had on that team uh, that they were willing to work so hard for me uh, and help me and uh, quite frankly, not look for anything in return. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just wanted to see me in there. Uh, I think in this office, I think that they knew that I could do a good job. Uh, I think the first six months in office have gone extremely well um, and, uh, and I'm, I, I couldn't be happier. Yeah, and, and I know the campaign's over, but you know, again, a testament to you, you're still in the community, you're still at events. So it's not like you're just coming around when when campaign season yep. starts. I yep. mean, it's good to kind of even immerse yourself in the in the area. Absolutely. Uh, one of the things you know, a lot, a, a number of times, people would say to me, "Oh, you're only here, and we're not going to see you again for three years if you win. Uh, you'll you'll never be back." Sure. And I promised them that that wouldn't happen. Uh, so just this past weekend, Mahanoy City, there was a block party at the Good American Fire Company. I was there. Uh, this weekend, I'd like to get away to go to the beach this weekend for the 4th of July, but I'm playing a golf tour- uh, charity golf tournament on Saturday. I was supposed uh, to golf in that one, but yep, I can't. Yep, so yeah. I'm, I'm going there, and then St. Nick's is having their block party. Mm-hmm. So I want to go to those two things before I get to the beach. Sure. And then I'm going to go to the beach on Sunday. Quite honestly, I haven't had a, haven't, I don't think I've had a vacation in the last two I, years. I can't imagine it. you'd have the time. <laughs> I did Now, wh- when did you decide... Was there like a specific moment where you said, I want to be the DA? Uh, There was. Uh, It was it was the it it was the election in 2013 uh, when uh, Christine Holman won Uh, the night of that election. I knew that four years later I was going to be running against her. Mm -hmm. Um, I was prior to that. I was in the district attorney's office for 22 years. Uh, Absolutely love prosecuting criminal cases. And uh, I I really have a passion for it. Uh, I enjoy doing it. And um, at that that night of the election, when when Karen lost to Christine, I knew that I was going to be running in four years. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you say you love criminal uh, law. I, you know, I try to do as much research as I can. Uh, I noticed that you didn't want to get into criminal law when you first got out of law school. <laughs> no. A, and uh, you kind of just fell into, fell into it happenstance, and yeah. before you know it, now you're... A, a great story. Uh, when I was in law school, uh, criminal law was probably my least favorite class. And that was, I think, attributable to the fact that I had a professor that literally, for, for a full year sat behind his desk and read from the textbook. Mm-hmm. Didn't make it interesting whatsoever. So I didn't enjoy law school in the, for that class. I sure. did not enjoy that class at all. Um, and then when I got out of law school, because I didn't take any further criminal law classes, uh, I only had it my first year. I had no interest in, in doing any criminal law. But when I joined the law firm of Jim Curran, with Jim Curran, Judge McCluskey called me uh, and he wanted to appoint me to a criminal case where there was a conflict between that defendant and the public defender's office. Okay. 
And he called me on the phone. I'll never forget it. I, I'll never forget. I was sitting in the office and they said, Judge McCluskey calling. I thought, oh boy, what did I do? So, and he was the president judge at the time. So I got on the phone. I said, hello, judge, how are you? And he said, great. And we exchanged pleasantries. And he said, I want to appoint you to a criminal case, Mike. Yeah, there was a conflict with the public defender's office. I said, judge, I, I really don't have any interest in practicing criminal law. Didn't enjoy it in law school. I uh, thought it was boring. I really have no interest in doing that. And he said, oh, you don't understand. I'm appointing you to this case. And you don't I have said, a choice, right? You don't have a choice. He's, I said, Judge, I really don't want to do it. He said, Mike, you don't understand. He said, there's nothing better for a young attorney than to get into the courtroom, to, to get in front of a jury, to get in front of a judge. It, if you don't want to do criminal law in the future, you don't have to do it, but it's going to help you in, in whatever mm -hmm. you do down the road if you want to, if you want, if you want to be any type of trial attorney. This is what you need to do. I said, okay, Judge. He said, great. Here's the guy's name, gave me the guy's name, went over to met with the guy, looked at his prior record. The guy had a record a mile long. He was accused of stealing a TV. The cops had him dead to rights. They found him walking down the street with the TV in his hand. And uh, this guy walked over to meet with the guy for the first time, and he said, he said, Mr. Opaque, I'm telling you now, we're taking this case to trial. And I was, I was right out of law school. Right. I probably graduated in, uh, I, I should say, I passed the bar in November. This was probably the following January or okay. February. So uh, probably January or February of 1989. So I looked at him and I said, okay. Um, and I guess at that point in time, you know, I thought, oh boy, now what am I going to do? Right. Because nobody in the firm practiced law, criminal law, right? Yeah. So I thought, oh boy, I'm on my own. So... Uh, we, I met him a number of times, talked to him a couple times, got his story, got the discovery from the Commonwealth, uh, prepared for trial, uh, probably about six months or so after the appointment, we ended up going to trial. Uh, he probably, the defendant probably knew more about criminal law than I did at that point <laughs> in time and, and the system. So, uh, uh, we, uh, we ended up going to trial, but, uh, I've got to tell you, uh, during the preparation for the trial, I was nervous. I you know, didn't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. But when I walked into that courtroom and looked at the jury for the first time, I was at ease. And we ended up going through the trial. Uh, I thought I did fairly well. Uh, we got a not guilty verdict, uh, even yes. though the you know the guy was walking down the street with the right. television in his hand. It was what I call the my my Perry Mason moment. Sure, uh, obviously I'm I'm a little too young for Perry Mason, yeah. but no, you know being always in, interested in the law, I knew who Perry Mason was. Then watched some old Perry Mason TV shows, and Perry Mason would always get someone else to admit to the crime by the end of the TV show. He was a defense attorney. Okay. So he would always get somebody else to admit to the crime. Well, I had my Perry Mason moment in my first trial. I got someone else to admit that was a Commonwealth witness who admitted to the crime, and he said that my guy had no knowledge of the crime. He's the one that broke into the house. He was carrying the TV out. He saw my guy walking down the street, and he, he my guy was much bigger than the guy that, that broke into the house. He asked my guy to help him carry the TV. So huh. my guy helped him carry the TV, and back in 1989, TVs aren't like they are now. Yeah, They're, that's a big two one. They, they, it, was a yeah. it was a big one. It wasn't, you know, it doesn't right. weigh as much as a, as a, as a picture that's hanging on your wall. Uh, it was a heavy TV, and my guy was a big guy. He's walking down the, three, down the street thinking he's helping out a guy, <laughs> uh, his buddy, and uh, jury finds him not guilty. So uh, from that moment on, I knew that I wanted to do criminal law. So I got a number of other appointments from Judge McCluskey, started doing fairly well with them. 
uh, Cal Shields, who was the district attorney at that time, had an opening, uh, contacted me to see if I wanted to become uh, part of his staff, and uh, I, I willingly did so, happily did so, and uh, the rest, they say, is history. Now, you also were a public defender in 2014? I, I after After... Again, the election in 2013, right. uh, I knew that I wanted to run for office, so I knew I wasn't going to stay in the district attorney's office. Uh, but I, again, love criminal law, uh -huh. wanted to do criminal law. Just by happenstance, uh, the way the, uh, the dominoes fell into place, a spot opened up in the public defender's office in January of 2014. And the chief public defender at the time knew that I was, had done criminal work for 22 years. Sure. So he thought, this is a great fit asked me to come on board. I happily did so, and uh, I did that for four years. And do you think that helps you today uh, from the other side of the a bench? Absolutely. Absolutely, Alfredo. Um, it, it gives me an opportunity to, to look at a case from the defense perspective, mm -hmm. which I think you always have to do. But if you don't practice that, uh, it, it, it could just be uh, philosophical, sure. It, it, but but when you're actually in the trenches with some of these defendants and get to know how they think, that that makes it a little bit different. That Absolutely. makes it, that makes it a little bit practical for you. So I think now I'm able to look at a case not only from the uh, philosophical defense standpoint, but from a practical defense standpoint as well. Now you were a sole practitioner for years. Yes. Um, I think the kind of the 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 conception is or is that. You know, being a sole protectioner is as a lawyer, it's all glory. But I imagine that's pretty difficult, right? Going out and getting clients, and there's all the other stuff behind the scenes, the billing and everything else. Yes, I mean, absolutely. It's probably not as fun as it may seem. It's not. It's I I, I can tell you, it's not. Uh, now, I, again, I've been very fortunate in my practice where um, I had a number of solicitorships. Mm -hmm. I worked uh, for a number of years, starting back in the early '90s, for the Mahoney City Store Authority, St. Clair School District, Shenandoah Valley School District in the later 90s. Uh, I then picked up um, North Schuylkill School District in the last couple of years. I've worked for the Mahoney City Borough for probably since the mid 90s. Uh, so I had a lot of solicitorships and that's, uh, quite honestly, that's some steady income coming mm. in. Uh, so you're not having to beat the bushes, sure. so to speak, uh, as, as often because that, that money can, that, that, sure, that comes in and too. that pays Absolutely. the bills. You know, that pays the bills for a solo practitioner type of thing. Um, and then I, I, I supplemented all of that by doing the, the district attorney work part time for the number of years, public defender work for a number of years. Uh, and then I did a lot of divorce work, family law, real estate law, mm -hmm. things of that nature. Now, you, you like I said, I do. I try to do as much research as I can. You got lucky. The Tamaqua Area Library, you graduated 81 Marion. Yes, that's they correct. They don't have that yearbook. They don't. No, they, they start in 82. Oh, boy. So I was going to try to find an old picture or maybe some <laughs> quote you had. So you got lucky. Okay. Good thing, because back then, Alfredo, I had hair. Okay. Now, <laughs> so, did, did you play any sports at Marion? I did. Actually, uh, I played uh, I played baseball for four years, and I played basketball for four years. Okay. Uh, I played football for my first two years, uh, but I gave up football to concentrate on basketball. Football uh, was probably my, uh, my least favorite sport, uh, but baseball and basketball I really enjoyed. Uh, my basque our basketball team my senior year, uh, I believe we still have the record at Marion for the number of wins that we had. Oh, I think okay. we were I think we were 33 and 5 that year. So you're a big so, deal up there then. Yes. Okay. Well, I always tell people when you're at Marion, uh, they always have the banners on the wall. 
uh, my name's up there at least three times. I think twice for baseball, once for basketball. Okay. So yeah, we uh, in ba- in baseball, as a matter of fact, uh, we 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 did very well. We had a, a pitcher. Uh, well, I, I I probably shouldn't name individuals, but we had a pitcher on our team, uh, Andy Sharkness, who. Um, ended up getting a scholarship. He was drafted out of high school by the Atlanta Braves in about the 26th round. And uh, he didn't go, but he went to Penn State. Uh, but Andy Shirkness kept us in most of the games. He was a, a great left-handed pitcher, threw hard, had a screwball, had a curveball, had a slider, uh, a sinker. He had every pitch imaginable. Uh, unfortunately, he went to Penn State and had got, got uh, tendonitis, I believe, and, uh. and didn't pitch after after going to Penn State. Uh, but I, I still am uh, friends with him t- to this day, and as I am with a number of people that I played sports with at Marion. Um, but uh, but he kept us in a lot of games. Uh, my dad used to call us the uh, the the. Uh, one hit wonders uh, when we when we needed a hit we got it uh, but with Andy pitching we'd win one nothing two to one right uh, always very close games because we didn't need a whole lot of offense with now what with position did you play in baseball I played third base in baseball okay yeah I was it's a third baseman corner. yep yeah now uh, I interviewed George Elkovich a couple of weeks ago okay. I'm wondering maybe a one-on-one basketball match against George. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, George and I used to play at the synagogue against each other a number okay. of years ago. Uh, and this is probably going back 15 years or so. A uh, number of number of attorneys played. Uh, Judge Baldwin played. Judge Miller played. Uh, Paul Dotti played. Uh, I played. Nick Quinn played. George played. Uh, it was there were some very competitive games. It was a lot of fun. You don't got to name names. Does anyone wear like the high striped socks or anything like that? Uh. <laughs> I was not one of them, but there were okay. definitely some people I, that did. I knew there would yes. be one. There's always one. In, <laughs> yes, in the there group. are. Yes. Good point. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, okay, so you, you, you got into the district attorney's office in January. Yes. Was it more, was it easier than you thought? Is it harder than you thought? What, what, what did, was it what you expected? Or I, I did not have a preconceived notion coming in as to what it would be. Uh, but I can tell you it's a great deal of work, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm loving every minute of it. Um, there's a lot of administrative work that I did not anticipate. Uh, there's a lot of government red tape that I did not anticipate, sure. uh, especially as you said earlier, being a solo practitioner, it was myself and basically two other secretaries right. that I had to deal with. And now this office is much bigger and there's much more, many more people I'm responsible for. Um, but the hiring and things of that nature that go on in, in a, with a governmental entity is a, a lot to deal sure. with. So, but again, very enjoyable, not complaining. I'm loving every minute of it. Um, and uh, we're trying to implement a couple of things to make this criminal justice system go a little quicker mm-hmm. uh, so that cases get through the system quicker. Uh, victims then don't have to wait around a year until their case comes up to trial, uh, things of that nature. And hopefully, hopefully if we implement that system, uh, things like the overcrowding issue at the prison will no longer be an issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're not going to be paying a million dollars out to other entities to house our prisoners. Um, and all of that's going to come with, with time, with the cooperation of the court, uh, which has been great so far, uh, with the cooperation of defense counsel, which has been great so far. Um, and I think we can we can make our system, our criminal justice system, better uh, for everybody. Now I, I know you can't speak too much onto it, but I mean, you know, we we do have just like across the country, we do have an opioid prob- problem. And you know, just from the outside looking in, I see the drug task force. I mean, I'm allowed to curse here. I mean, they're they're kicking ass. Yep. And they're sending a message: you're not going to deal drugs here. How yep. important is that in the whole? Well, 
you know, Alfredo, during the campaign, I was asked numerous times, what's the number one problem in Schuylkill County? And I would obviously say the, the drug problem, mm-hmm. particularly opioids. Uh, then they would say, okay, after that, what's the next biggest problem in Schuylkill County? And I would have to think. Mm-hmm. Um, and and my, the answer that I gave was, it's, it's probably theft-related crimes, burglary-related crimes, but more often those than not, those burglary and theft-related crimes are related to drugs mm-hmm. because people want to steal things. For instance, go into your home, steal jewelry, steal money. If they get jewelry, they then go and they sell that and mm-hmm. they pawn it. And what do they do with that money that they get then? They buy drugs. Sure. Same thing with thefts. Uh, I can't tell you the number of thefts that come through here from Walmart, uh, stores of that nature. And people, what they do is they go into Walmart, they steal something, uh, they then turn around and sell it and use it for drug money. Uh, one of the things that a lot of a lot of the criminals are doing now is uh, they'll go into Walmart, steal something, try to return it, get a gift card, and then they'll turn around and sell that gift card for a lesser value uh, to someone else. And again, they get cash. It gives them easy access to drugs. Sure. Uh, so, so fighting the drug problem in Schuylkill County is my number one priority, has been my number one priority, for for the entire time I've been in the district attorney's office, and I have a great drug task force team. Um, one of the things we're working on now with the drug task force team is um, because this opioid problem is a nationwide crisis, mm-hmm. uh, we're we've enlisted the help of um, the U.S. attorney's office to give us some assistance. Um, we've the attorney general's office has indicated they're going to give us some assistance. Uh, so to fight this problem, we need money. And we need resources. And those two entities have, have pledged their support to help not only the school county district attorney's office, sure. but every district attorney office, district attorney's office throughout the Commonwealth. Uh, so we have a great relationship with the U.S. attorney's office. The attorney general's office has been absolutely wonderful. Great. Well, that's yes. great to hear. I mean, like yeah. I said, it, you know, you see the, the big bust in the, in the paper and it's... Yep. You know, you invest in this community, you want to... Well, one of the things I also said, which I wholeheartedly wholeheartedly believe to be true, is that you can't fight this drug problem by just going after the street-level dealers. Mm-hmm. You have to go up the ladder. You have to get those people that are selling to the street-level dealers. And they're the people that we're targeting. And they're the people we're getting. And we know who they are, and we're going to get them. Mm-hmm. So... That's that's like my Lester pledge. says in the wire. Follow the money. Absolutely. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Now, what? You, you know, you're born and raised in School County. What's what's your favorite memory growing up? I mean, do, do you have any in your high school year years, post high school? Like, did you, you know, go to the alley? Did you hang out the alley? I did not. The okay. alley was not around when I was when oh, I was okay. growing up. I, uh, the the uh, I guess I guess the alley was probably right around the time. Was was fading out right around the time I was turning. 21. Okay, all right. So so no, I never never went to the alley. Okay, uh, but my 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 best memories uh, of Schuylkill County. Uh, I, obviously, I have so many. But uh, when I was young, uh, growing up in Mahoney City, uh, Mahoney City, as as a lot of the other towns north of the Mount were thriving at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was growing up, you know, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen years of age. We, I could go with my friends 
to any part of Mahanoy City and we can have a basketball game playing mm-hmm. at the St. Canicus basketball court in Mahanoy City. We could go to the end of the, the we could go to the East End Park and we could we could take our group of kids and we can play another group of kids in a game of baseball, nine on nine baseball. Uh, then we could leave the East End Park and we can go to the West End Park with our guys and play a game of nine on nine baseball again. So in Mahanoy City, there, there was always something to do in a different part of the town growing up. Um, and there's some of the friendships that I still maintain to this day that I'll never forget. Uh, so growing up in Mahoney City was just was just gr- uh, great for me. Um, I then left Mahoney City, came down to Pottsville, and um, I've been so ingrained in the in the Pottsville community and the people in Pottsville that a lot of people find it hard to believe that I'm not originally from Pottsville. Yeah, I thought I thought you were <laughs> yeah, I was, no, when I saw that you yeah, were from Mahoney yeah, City. A lot a lot of people think that I've I've just because I've been in Pottsville since. Uh, I guess I moved down here in probably 1990, somewhere okay. around there, uh, and I've just been very visible throughout the community sure. for for the entire time that I've been uh, an attorney, uh, and and uh, I think a lot of people are, were surprised to find out that I'm not originally from Pop. Yeah, Pottsville. absolutely. Yeah, and I, and and you know, they, I think the vote in Pottsville showed that a lot of people think I'm from Pottsville because yeah. I did very well. well in that's Pottsville. not a bad thing. Yeah, it's not a bad thing <laughs> at all. Absolutely not a bad thing at all. Well, thanks, Mike. Uh, this is uh, this has been great. I'm yes. sure our listeners will appreciate this. Uh, and, uh, you know, keep Al- up Alfredo, the great work. If you uh, if you ever need somebody to fill in and, and talk again yeah, in, well, well, in two months, six months, you could be a, recurring a year. Guest. I can be a recurring guest. It was it's been my pleasure. Uh, I you know as you said, one of the things I like to do is get out in the community, let people mm-hmm. know who I am, know people, let people know what I want to do in the district attorney's office. And uh, anytime I can get a chance to talk to you or anybody anybody else out in the community, I'll be more than happy to do that. So keep me in mind if you All ever right. need a fill in. Thank you. All, All right. right, appreciate it. Thank you, Alfredo. That that was a fun episode. Again, uh, it's great to have someone like him fighting for us uh, in terms of uh, the crime in the area, and I think he's doing an incredible job. Democrat, Republican, uh, it doesn't really matter when it comes to that, and I think it's uh, great that he's enthusiastic about the job. And I think that's all I have for this week, and I will see you guys next week. Thank you.